In the middle of the section of the Yomim Toivim, in this week's parsha, the Torah says of a when you are harvesting your land, you shouldn't cut off the edge of the field, you need to leave the payah. Any stalks that fall down while you're harvesting, you need to leave to the poor people. And the question becomes, why is the Torah telling it to us smack, right over here, smack in the middle of the Yomim Toivim? So we have a number of Mepharshim that give us different explanations. The Evan Ezra says, since now after Shavuos, where the Torah says it, this is the time when, this is the beginning of the season of the harvest of the wheat, so the Torah is telling us, don't forget to do these mitzvahs, which in truth were commanded to us already once previously in Parshas Kedoshim, but now is the time, so it's being told to us again. Then Amban says that earlier on in this whole section, it was speaking about that when you come into Eretz Yisrael, there's the mitzvah of the Oimer, which is of course the mitzvah brought from the barley on the second day of Shavuos, so we are being told over here that regarding that mitzvah, don't think that you can take the oimer from the edge of the field, from the payor, from the leket that fell down. You need to leave those things for the poor people. Other Mepharshim say something similar to that as well. You shouldn't think that once you took the oimer, now that field will not need the mitzvahs of payah and leket. So we need to know that no, this, this field is still obligated in those mitzvahs as well, that you need to give them to the poor people. Rashi comes along and says, Amar Rabbi Avardimas, Rabbi Yossi, why did the Torah put these mitzvahs right over here in the middle of the Yom Toivim? Pesach and Shavuos on the one side. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and Sukkot from the other side. It's to teach you that if you give Leket, Shikha and pay it to the poor person, it's considered as if he built the Beis HaMikdash and brought the Karbonis inside. The question that Rebbe has is, why does Rashi need to have this Durasha and not explain it simply like one of these other Mepharshim that it's for a very practical reason why the Torah is telling it to us over here? Now the fact that Rashi is not explaining that it's somehow to do with the mitzvah of Oimer, as some of the Mepharshim just said, that Rebbe says this could possibly be because if that's the case it should have said it right by the dinam of Oimer and not leave it all the way till after Shavuos. But the explanation of the Evan Ezra that said that since this is the time of the harvesting of the wheat, this is why the Torah is reminding us of these mitzvahs again, seemingly that seems a very simple explanation of Pshutish Mikra. Why doesn't Rashi use this? Some other questions in Rashi. The beginning of this Rashi, Rashi actually says something else. That the reason the Torah is repeating this mitzvah, I said before, it's said already in the earlier parsha, that's in order to be over on Shnei Lavin, on an extra Aveira if you don't, Leave it for the poor people. Then Rashi goes on, quoting this idea of why is it said in between the Yom Toivim to be counted as if you built a base Hamikdash and you brought the Karbonis. The question is, what is the connection between these two points in Rashi? Usually this would be put into two different Dibra Maskils, two different Rashis. There's one aspect that Rashi is explaining why it's generally repeated a second time. Another aspect is, if the Torah is telling it to us, why is it being said in the middle of the Yom Toivim? Some other questions that Rebbe has, has are, why is it important to say, Amar Rabbi Avardimas? We know that this is usually coming to help understand something when Rashi gives us the name. Also, why does Rashi have to say, Pesach and Shavuos from one side, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur on the other side? Why can't he just say, it's in the middle of the Yom Toivim? Why does he have to specify all of these particular Yom Toivim? Also, the Pasuk only speaks about Leket and Peah. Why is Rashi adding Shikha, which is not even mentioned in this Pasuk? Now the Rebbe turns to some differences between the way Rashi quotes this Torah's Koyanim and the way it actually appears in our Torah's Koyanim. So the Rebbe says, number one, in Torah's Koyanim it says Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Rashi adds Chag, which is Sukkos. In Torah's Koyanim it says Leket, Shikha, Peya, and Maiser Oni. Rashi doesn't say Maiser Oni. He mentions Shikha, as we said, but he doesn't say Maiser Oni. 
In the Torah's Koyanim it says, it's as if the Beis HaMikdash exists and you brought all the Karbonis. Rashi says it's as if you built the Beis HaMikdash and brought the Karbonis. Now the Rebbe moves on to the the next Rashi, where the Rashi says the word Tazoiv, what does Tazoiv mean? You leave it for the poor people. Rashi says, leave it in front of them, they'll collect it. You shouldn't even help any of these poor people. The question is, this same mitzvah, as we said before, says already in Pashas Kedoshim, it said over there already the word Tazoiv, so why does Rashi not explain this Tazoiv over there, rather leaves it for this Parsha? The Rebbe says the explanation goes as follows. The fact that the Torah is telling us about these mitzvahs right between the Yom and Toivim is not really a question. We were speaking about some things related to the harvest of the grain. As we said, there's the Oimer, there's the flower offering that comes on Shavuos. So the Torah is telling us, make sure you realize you're not finished with all the dinim of the field yet. Don't think now you can now just take all the rest of it for yourself. There are other dinim that need to be done. There's the peyo and the leket, etc., the question is, why is the Torah repeating it generally? We learned these mitzvahs already of Peyo and Leket. And this is why Rashi tells us it's in order to be over a second Avera. It's specifically based on, once we know that it's only here to give us another Avera, now the question becomes, why is it appearing here in the middle of the Yom Tovim? That is, if it was the first time the Torah is telling it to us, we understand. We, we mentioned some things about the harvest and to do with the Yom Tovim. The Torah wants to make sure that we don't make that mistake thinking that we're done. But since we know these dinim already, so the Torah doesn't have to tell it to us for that reason. That now becomes the question, so why if the Torah wants to repeat it, does it have to be said specifically here? This isn't a passion that's mainly discussing harvest. It's mainly a passion that's discussing Yomim Toivim and the Karbonus of the Yomim Toivim. And that's why Rashi emphasizes Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Mikan. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we know that's not even times that are related to harvest. So it's clearly a passion that's not primarily about harvest. So why is the Torah, if it wants to repeat it, but why here specifically? And that's why Rashi says that it's to teach you that if you do these mitzvahs, it's as if you brought these, the built a base of Mignesh and brought the Karbonis. To explain, what's the connection between these gifts to the poor and Karbonis? Is that in both cases, you're taking your hard-earned money, you're living, and you're giving it away according to the, the Tzivu Yav Hashem, either to the base of Mignesh or to the poor people, etc., now, what about regular tzedakah? Why is it in these gifts more than regular tzedakah? Because in regular tzedakah, it's also possible that it's money that you didn't even work so hard for it. You maybe earned it in an easy way, maybe got it as an inheritance, a gift, you found it, etc., etc. Whereas in grain, is usually associated with a lot, a lot of work, plowing, sowing, harvesting, etc., etc. And that's why Rashi actually adds, not only like karbonis, but like binyan beis It comes with a lot of effort, there's a lot of work, a lot of toil. Now the Rebbe continues, when we compare these gifts to the poor, to the Karbonus, or the building of the Beis HaMikdash, there's actually two points. One point is that you're giving away your hard-earned money to the Eibishter, to the Beis HaMikdash, to the poor, etc. Another point is that the poor person is receiving the gift. What's the practical difference? If it's only about the fact that you're giving away, it doesn't really matter so much how the poor person is receiving it. On the other hand, if the main point is the poor person, then it obviously needs to be that the giving to the poor person has to be in the most perfect way. And this is the difference between the Torah's Koyinim and Rashi. And the Torah's Koyinim was discussing more about the fact that you're giving it away. This is why the Torah's Koyinim uses the word moitzi, you give away your things. This is a deal that I forgot to mention earlier. Rashi just says you give it to the poor person in the proper way. Rashi is emphasizing that you're giving it in the proper way. And in fact, this is why Rashi mentions leket shikha and peya and not maiser oni. And that reason for this is because there's something unique, a common denominator in these three. 
in Leket Shikha and Peya, you don't even get the choice to be able to give it to whichever poor person you want, to those that are your best friends, to the people that are closest to you, etc. Maiser Oni, on the other hand, is something that technically you can give also to your close relatives, to those that are close to you, etc., etc. And this is the reason, actually, even more so why Rashi says, Kilubana Beis Hamikdash, more than just Karbonis. Karbonis, you may be bringing your own Karbonis. It's again like your personal benefit you're having out of it. When we speak about the Beis Hamikdash, the effort you're putting in is something that's going to be for all Yidden equally. And this is what we're saying, that when you're giving to the poor person in these Leka, Chikha, and Peya, it's something that you're not going to have any personal benefit, you're just giving it away to the poor. Why and So why does Rashi also mention the dinim of the vineyard, those things that need to be left from the vineyard as well? Because those are also things that need to be given away to the poor, and you also don't have personal benefit. So this is why Rashi says, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Chag, from the one side. In other words, to emphasize that we're speaking about a time in the year which is way before Sukkah, so it's not even the time where we're gathering the produce of the vineyard, etc., 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 now let's look at the next Rashi. So what does Rashi go on and say? Tazav, leave it in front of the poor people. Don't help them. In other words, this is all emphasizing even more the idea that it has nothing to do with you, the owner. Your hands are out of it completely. You don't have the benefit even of assisting them to give it to those poor people. Now Rashi says, that who says this? Rabbi Avardimus. Why does Rashi need to say this? Because an extra sharp Talmud could end up asking, it's all very nice, you're giving away from your own things. You're giving it away without even having any benefit. But how much are you giving already? Why is it such a big deal? So Rashi answers this by telling us, The Yerushalmi tells us, there was someone called Yehuda Ishutzi, that for three months was spending time trying to find a source for the halacha, that tells us that your own personal city comes before other people's cities. When it comes to the water that needs to be for this city or for another city, from a river, etc., etc., your life, basically, the life, the people in your city come before other people. He couldn't come up with the explanation. He comes to Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, go to my son, Rabbi Avardimas. I was saying Rabbi Avardimas. And he goes ahead and proves to him from a passing that always the people of your city always come first. Now why is Rabbi Yossi sending to his son? Why doesn't he just tell him straight out the halacha? This is clearly because Rabbi Avardima specifically had a special koch in this idea that the people closest to you always come first and that this is the, even according to Torah, you give the poor people of your city first, etc., etc. That's why it's Rabbi Avardima specifically that emphasizes over here that when you're going to now leave it for all people equally without having any choice who's getting it, you can't give it to the people of your city first, etc., etc. This is going completely opposite of your nature. And even what's usually expected from the Torah, that's why it's such a big chiddush, and that's why we say it as if you built a base of Mikdash and brought the Karbonis. The Rebbe says we also have a halachic aspect over here in Rashi. According to the Rambam, the, these mitzvahs of Leket, Shikha, and Peh are called a lav hanitik lase, which means even if you were over the loisase and you didn't leave it for the poor, you ended up cutting the whole field. You could still fix it up because the Pasuk says, So go ahead and give it to the poor personnel. According to Rashi, however, we understand. Now, no, there's no assay over here in Tazov to fix it up. The Tazov is coming to tell us, if anything, just the opposite. It's coming to tell us that you need to move, remove your hands. You have nothing to do with it anymore. You don't have any benefit at all anymore in this whole thing. You need to leave it for the poor and that you're completely uninvolved anymore in all of this. In other words, it's part of the getter of the mitzvah itself that you need to completely abandon it and leave it. And the Rebbe concludes with the Hayrah number one. How important it is to do every single mitzvah without any personal benefit or, 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 or ulterior motives. 
And number two, on the other hand, the tremendous idea, when we have this coffee, when we bend our Yetzirah, we don't do the things that we're comfortable with. It's then as if we built a Beis HaMikdash, and the Rebbe says specifically, through acting in this sort of way, we are Zoycha to the building of the Beis HaMikdash, take it from Yad Mamash.